Hey, good morning. It's uh, good to see you. It's Andy. It's good to spend another day with you in God's Word. I hope you've had a wonderful weekend. hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl last night if you watched it. Uh, I watched uh, a good portion. I, t I told my family, I said, it's fun to watch football when you don't really have a rooting interest. So I enjoyed the game. As I'm sure some of you did. Uh, commercials were okay. Not not, not too many that were. Um, uh, the oatmeal commercials, you saw that one with the CEO singing. That was... um. Not the choice I would have made personally, but hey, you know, I'm a preacher. He's the CEO of an oat milk company. What do I know? So it is, but it's good to, um, it's good to be with you as we unpack scripture again today, uh, digging into God's word and what God may want to say to us on this uh, beautiful Monday morning. Today, I want to read to you, um, from our suggested gospel passage, which is, we've been in Mark for a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I told you Mark's interesting because Mark is the, the shortest of the gospel, the Gospels, uh, Mark really gets to the point. He doesn't dance around. He uh, kind of goes right to it. Immediately is the constant word we hear all the time in Mark. Immediately, immediately, immediately. So Mark really cuts the chase, gets right to the point. So I want to read to you um, from verses, uh, this is Mark 9, uh, 33 through 37 of Mark 9. They came to Capernaum, which is, Capernaum is where they, um, kind of their, their their home in that part of the world. It was, it was Peter's home. Uh, it's where he, Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. There's actually a church built on top of the ruins where that spot most likely happened. So it's it's pretty cool to to to, to see that this is this is kind of a northern part of Israel along the Sea of Galilee, very easy to get to by boat, by land, very accessible. So that's why it was Jesus' home base of operations because he could kind of get anywhere he wanted to get in that region pretty quickly from Capernaum. And they got to Capernaum, and they were the house, that house I just mentioned. Uh, he asked what they were arguing about upon the way. But they were silent, for they had argued with one another who was the greatest. And the other Gospels kind of really go into depth about this conversation, about what's happening. And this Mark just once again kind of hits at it, that gets right to the point, doesn't really reveal to you the entirety of the conversation like the other, one, the other ones do. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be the last of all and servant to all. They took a child and put it amongst them. And taking his arms, he said, Whoever welcomes one such as such child in my name welcomes me. Who welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. Um, and so that that's an important passage, particularly with an let's unpack the children part first, because we live in a we live in a culture where children are, are important and valued. And I often say in Jesus' day, children were not important. <laughs> children didn't really didn't really matter in the way they do now. Uh, if you go back and look throughout Scripture, you, you will really see children as seen as more of a possession um, than, than anything. Think of Job's story. How in Job, um, Job lost all his possessions, finally leading to him losing his most important possession, which was his children. Um, children were seen in that light. So you would not have you would not have welcomed a child. In fact, you often see in the Gospels, when children are involved with Jesus, the disciples often see the children more as an annoyance than something uh, that God can use or something that God can speak to them through. So Jesus tells them, you, you must you must welcome a child like this. If you welcome a child, you welcome me. And then he says, uh, the key passage of this section this morning is verse 35. He sat down, called the 12, and said to them, whoever wants to be first must be the last of all and servant of all. That, that right there is the key for Jesus. The key to leadership, the key to, to, key, the key to greatness, the key to all of it is... As you've heard it said, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Um, 
Greatness in Jesus' kingdom does not look like greatness in the world. Greatness in Jesus' kingdom does not look like greatness in the world. It's two different things. Greatness in the world looks like power. Looks like arrogance. Looks like strength. Looks like these type of things. That's what greatness in the world looks like. Um, he, who has, he who has the biggest stick wins. You know, That's what the world looks like. That's how the world factors power. You know, he who dies the most toys wins. Um, that's not greatness in Jesus' kingdom. Greatness in Jesus' kingdom is not measured out by possessions. It's not measured out by power. It's not measured out by wealth. It's not measured out by prestige. It's not measured out by any human measurement. That's that's not greatness for Jesus. It's not greatness for Jesus. Greatness for Jesus comes through service. Greatness for Jesus comes through humility. Greatness for Jesus comes from dying to ourselves and living to him. And that's where we Christians, particularly in, in the world we live in today, find ourselves in this place of conflict. Almost a place of conflict. It really is. Because, you know, I, I want to live a comfortable life. I want to live a good life. I want, my, I want my kids to have every advantage they could have. What, what parent doesn't? What person doesn't? It's human nature. So what happens is we're tempted to fill our soul a little bit because we may not want to be great, but you know, we want to be like somebody, you know? Um, and Jesus says, no, the true path to greatness, dare I say the true path to contentment, the true path to a life really worth living, the true path to something worthwhile is not found in accumulation of stuff, it's not found in accumulation of power. It's not found not found in it's not found in um, others' perspective of you. That's not where we find power. It's not where we find worth. We find it in laying down our life and being a servant to others. Whoever wants to be first. Must be last of all and a servant of all. That's the path of greatness for Jesus. That's the path of greatness in Jesus' kingdom. That's the path of Jesus, path of greatness for Jesus' life. It's to serve. It's to serve. So we start this this Monday off, y'all. We start our week off. And we see the week in front of us. We see it laid out like a road in front of us. And we all have meetings today or stuff to do today or responsibilities or stuff throughout this week. We all, we, if you're like me, you've already got your to-do list for this week laid out. I do. I, I've already got everything that I need to do on my calendar, all the meetings I've got to be at, all the places I've got to be, all the stuff I've got to do, every, everything laid out in front of me. And it's so easy to become a slave to my calendar, become a slave to my schedule, become a slave to the expectations others have for me. And miss what Jesus is telling me. What Jesus is telling you. That day, our most important duty might not be to attend that Zoom meeting that we have. Our, more, our most important task might not be to finish that task that we have in front of us. But it might be to help the individual who's in need. It might be to Hold that door open 
for that person that has their arms full. It might be an encouraging text to a coworker who's having a bad weekend. It might be humbling ourselves and doing something kind for somebody, even if they don't even know it. Because it's not about the recognition we receive from doing an act of kindness. It's not about the praise we receive for being selfless. It's not about the attaboys or girls we receive for doing the right thing. It's not about that. It's about the approval of heaven. It's about the approval of heaven. We live our lives seeking the approval of this world. We live our life seeking the praise of this world. We live our life seeking the respect of this world. When Jesus today tells us the only way to really live, and frankly the only way to receive the true respect, life, purpose, point that we desire, is in this. Being the servant of all. Now for others to see, not for others to know, not to receive their applause, but simply to humble ourselves and serve someone. And when we do that, when we lose our sense of self and our sense of pride and our sense of whatever, we create the space in our heart and the space in our life for Jesus to fill. And that's why he calls us to service so often. It's because when we serve, we allow ourselves to get out of the way. And we allow him to fill in those places. So today, will you serve somebody? Will you be a servant to all? Will you live out the gospel in how you serve your neighbor, how you serve your co-worker, and dare I say, how you even serve your enemy? But when we do that, when we do that, we truly live out, we truly embrace the gospel. So today, let's be great in Jesus' kingdom. Let's serve each other. Hey, I love you guys. Praying for you today. I pray you have a great day today. I hope your day is awesome, and I look forward to gathering together with you again tomorrow morning uh, to study God's Word together. Thanks for being part of this.